Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Blue Collar D&D. I apologize dearly for the tech issues that we're clearly still having because tech. Um, welcome all of our viewers on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, DLive, and Trovo. Happy to have you all here. Uh, a couple announcements as usual for those of you on Twitch. You have access to a number of emotes thanks to the Better TTV extension, as well as the ability to affect our dice in real time via the text commands below. Uh, you can actually also view this stream um, on Twitch and earn gold pieces to actually spend on entries, um, or it's not entries in the dice giveaway, but actually entries to impact our game's dice and the mechanics. So check those out. Check out all those commands down there at the bottom uh, and um, have fun with that. Uh, our website, the Blue Collar DM is BlueCollarDM.com is live. Uh, make sure you visit the site for episode recaps, other blog posts with some DM and player guides, as well as links to our other social medias and our merch store so you can grab some t-shirts, phone cases, and more to come soon. In addition, we have another weekly dice giveaway. Um, we're probably going to try to not have a break just because of the fact we started so late. So uh, we will find a way to announce that midstream um, when it seems to be appropriate, when we have like a little bit of time, uh, a little bit of low in the action. Um, at this time, I also wanted to thank our amazing patrons on Patreon, the Sleepy Sorceress, who's actually one of our players, um, which we'll actually bring on the screen right now. There she is. Um, as well as Cepus and Dave Platinum Dice. Thank you for being awesome patrons of ours. If you want to support us on Patreon, make sure you check out patreon.com slash bluecollardm. There's also links down below um, on the different streams for tipping as well. If you want to support us that way, it's all up to you. Um, Ashley, is there any anything you would like to plug at this time? Uh, just tune in tomorrow at 6 p.m. EST to the Bard's Playhouse for season two of London's Not Dead. And that's it. Awesome. Beautiful. And with that being said, let's actually, uh, without further ado, let's um, begin tonight's episode. Um, yes, to uh, make that obvious, um, Morharan is not here tonight. He actually has a prior engagement. He will not be here this evening. Um, if combat does arise, we have learned our lesson, and Ashley or JD are going to kite him for for us and not me, because um, we all saw how that worked out last time. So we'll move on. Um, speaking of last time, last we left off with our adventurers meeting a new friend, Demakos, or Demakos, the winged tiefling with a penchant for punching and flinging radiant blasts of energy. While no one can replace Timic, Demakos may definitely prove himself to be useful in the battles to come. Not long into the night's watch, Demakos earned his keep and was able to hear the oncoming footsteps of two treants, normally daylight traveling monsters, however, these treants were afflicted by some sort of disease. No doubt this is definitely due to the effect of Bubby, the demonic witch who had recently made her home here and has had a very big impact on the landscape. In a swift battle, our adventurers were able to dispatch the beasts. During the second watch, Twyla did attempt to sleep, uh, and something that she had not actually attempted in the previous days due to her fear of being um, cursed even more by the witch that had been afflicting her. She was able to fall asleep, though, with Morhan at her side as she fought off attempts by Bubby to infiltrate her dreams. However, Bubby's eye did fall on Morhan as he was 
then yet another victim of this witch's curse. As our adventurers advanced into the next day, their plan to march on Bubby and her hovel commenced. Upon their approach, they noticed a figure standing there, waiting their arrival. The visage of Timix standing there, eyes darkened and covered in shadow. Upon hostility, the image of Timic took to biting off the head of Sir Sweekington, the mouse companion that Juliet grew fond of in previously in their journeys. Seeing this gruesome image, the party attacked. Not long into the battle, the image of Timic was defeated, revealing the true enemy, Bubby, the mnemonic witch that the party had sought to destroy. Despite their best efforts, the party appeared outmatched by the witch in her lair, where she summoned more skeletal zombies than that they saw before. Misty stepping around the battlefield, Bubby was able to take advantage of the party's positioning, cornering Juliet, before using her face peel ability to steal the face of Juliet for her own devices. After which, she made her way back to her hovel, teleporting away before Morhorana Demokos could take her down. And that is where our journey left off. Currently, uh, outside of the hovel is Juliet and Twyla tending to her wounds. Demokos, you are in the... Um, in the tree stump hovel that this witch called home for the better part of a few weeks. What would you like to do? I'd like to get up. Okay. I'm going to take my blade and I'm walking into the forest. Okay. And I'm going to just go beat the shit out of some trees right now. Okay. I will look around this tree stump, see if this witch left anything around. Sure. Um, go ahead and give me an investigation check. I'll say with advantage because Morhan was with you. <clears throat> All right. Um, with a 16. You are able to find a number of different items in this particular room. Um, a couple things catch your eye. First thing you see is a rather large, um, almost meat cleaver. As you walk into this um, room itself, you notice that this bubby individual had a penchant for um, obviously skinning the faces off her enemies, but also collecting a number of different things. You see strung up on lines what appear to be severed ears, toes, fingers. Some fresh, still with skin on them, others barely hanging on to the line. You also see a number of almost shrunken down heads mouths stitched closed, all hanging by their hair strung up along other lines, as well as a number of different cages that kind of dot the ceiling of this hovel with an open door um, on one of them, as well as two others that house the bodies of some sort of unfortunate commoner that found its way into her path. Um, in addition, you also find a number of different um, vials and chemicals. Um, go ahead and give me an alchemy supplies check or just a general intelligence check, depending on what you're, if you have proficiency or not. Where do I see that? I don't think I do. 
alchemy supplies. Yeah, then just give me a perception, or not a perception check, an intelligence check. I don't think you do. It's a very niche thing to have. It's not letting me do an intelligence check. Okay. It's saying there's no active combat encounter in your currently viewed scene. I don't know why it's saying that. That is saying. not... <laughs> okay? <laughs> hey, everyone. Tech oh, when you're streaming. <laughs> I was clicking the initiative one. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, with a five, um, hard to really tell um, what these different chemicals are. There are a number of them that appear as though... Turn off my preview. There are a number of them that appear... There's one that kind of almost appears more important than the others. It's kind of jarred off in a... In a um, kind of like a rather large jam jar about this big, almost the size of like a peanut butter jar um, that's been kind of like cork shut. Um, alongside it is also a rather large, um, and when I say large, I mean like great axe sized meat cleaver that's just kind of like stuck into the wood of this table that's got all these chemicals on it as well. Um, looking around, you do see the body of a much larger individual in one of these cages. Um, so you gather that maybe this was his, possibly. Um, in addition, you do also find a very, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. The, a very, it's a very gnarled kind of almost wand is the best way that I can describe it, but it's got like some fungus um, fungal growth on it. It's much it's brown, um, like kind of like very dark and um, not as colorful as some of the other fungus that you've seen um, in and around um, the area. I mean, with Bubby's influence around here, it's kind of the vibrancy of the colors is kind of dampened a little bit, but this is much darker, damp and brown and gnarled. Um, but it looks interesting. Um, but that's the, mainly the three things that you find that are of interest with that perception check. You find that rather large looking cleaver. Um, again, very much like a butcher's cleaver, but with a very like a very large blade, like ridiculously large with a almost like a it's got a beefy handle, but just big enough. If when you pick up the weight of it, it's very top heavy, but you can imagine that it would pack quite a punch if it hits. Um, and then this kind of ooze in this jar, as well as this kind of gnarled looking wand as well, is hanging out just like on this table. Um, can I just take the wand while I'm in there and just like try to like blast with it or something? <laughs> um, sure. Um, you can try. <laughs> Um, you go and you like kind of like thrust the wand a couple of times um, you not being so keen and focused on like magic energy itself you're having trouble like figuring out how to activate or utilize or best um, activate this thing uh, go ahead and give me an arcana check too just on top of all this. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, it's it's beyond your means of understanding or just kind of exactly what it is that this thing functions to do. It, it appears to be a very important looking wand, but it's not 
doing anything unique. I'll, I'll make a mental note to give that to Twyla. Okay. All right, nothing else in there. I'm going to head out because this place okay. stinks. <laughs> it does stink. And as you kind of hang out in there a little while longer, it starts to give you almost this kind of like acidic, acrid feeling. Um, one more thing. Give me a perception check uh, with advantage again, because um, Morharan is with you. <clears throat> awesome. With a 19, you see kind of in the back of the chamber. Um, you didn't notice it before as you were kind of wandering around here, but you do notice that there's almost a... Um, there's a tapestry that kind of covers the back wall of this hovel, and it looks like it enters into another room, but based on your understanding of the geometry and the distance in this room, that should be the back of the stump. Well, now that you say that, I'm going to move it and see what's behind it. Okay. Um, you go over to the back of the stump. You open it. And you see a rather dark-looking void. Do you have dark vision? I do. Okay. You are able to pick out um, some figures kind of and um, more in like black and white, but he, you don't really... You see some what appear to be kind of like black and white kind of fun. It's it's in like kind of grayscale for you because you have the dark vision, but it's kind of like you see some fungus. Um, you see it kind of like growing thicker um, the further you go along. But out of the reach of your dark vision, it just kind of like looks like this forest of fungal growth just continues to grow and spiral. Um, in fact, it almost looks like it spirals in a circle um, down the chamber. Not, it doesn't look like it's like in a straight line. It almost looks like the growth kind of like goes into an ellipse and tunnels through. Okay, and I'll make a mental note to tell Juliet that. Huh? She was looking for a boy to get into the Underdark, right? Yes, she was. The, the doorway to the Underdark? She was. Twyla, what are you doing? So I think Twilight is just outside the the house and uh, looking around and checking to see if there are other enemies or something. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. So I'm going to go and find a perception. Mm. Um, I'm going to roll it here. I think I'm offline. So sweet. It looks like uh, I had the same issue. It looks like it um, the server dropped. So go ahead and roll a regular dice. Go ahead and roll real dice again. Tech. Again. Whenever tech gives you a problem, roll real dice. I like that roll. Oh, uh, that's uh, uh, twelve. Twelve. Um, with a twelve, you kind of gauge your surroundings, kind of look around. You feel the breeze kind of brush across your face. It smells almost 
it's got that stench of like a dank kind of boggy swampy smell but it's much more i don't want to say ice cream feel not ice cream jesus what was that um acidy feel that's the wrong word um I'm not thinking about the Candy Lane game at all that we played. Um, <laughs> much more of an acidic, not necessarily the acidic kind of smell and taste that you were getting before when Bubby was present. It smells as it should. It smells like a swampy bog. And that's it. Nothing else. Um, as the wind kind of just blows through. And the breeze is nice, but quiet. So I want to get closer to the house and see if there's something worth checking because I am not going to get in between Juliet and the trees. Okay. Um, you kind of go around. I mean, even with that um, perception check that you had, you are able to kind of roll, um, kind of walk around the perimeter of this stump. You don't really see anything much more of interest other than the fact that the stump appears that it was like almost snapped. Like as if something very large, kind of like almost like a green stick kind of um kind of um if you take a stick that's green and you snap it in half, it kind of like um tears off instead of a clean cut. That's kind of what it looks like this tree did. Um there's no tree that belongs to this stump in your immediate vicinity that you can see. Um but that's what it appears to be. It appears to be just kind of the stump that's hanging out here. Um as we pause there, Juliet, um, you continue to hammer away and hammer away and hammer away at these trees. Um, Dale, at one point, just go, Toots! Like, holy crap, your face. Um, stop. Stop. I can, I, I, I can, I can do this for you, okay? Like, just, and he, it's weird that he's saying this because he's just a little flappy Tweety Bird in front of you. But he's trying to get your attention. What is it, Dale? I can... I can help you. Timic. Play ahead. along. I'll play along. Go for it. I'm animating this even though I'm supposed to be a bird with flappy wings. Um, <laughs> Timic isn't exactly all that he's seen, or, well, especially not back there. Um, hold on. And he, like, calls out into the just into the air um you can understand it um seeing as you kind you have the ability to speak to animals because you can um the sound you hear is tully tully we need your help tully who, who the you, fuck you is tully you see in front of you, at the tree in front of you, a jagged crack as it splits open. A kind of bright light shines through. It almost blinds you for a second, but you're able to kind of just like 
shield your eyes and revealing itself before you is a rather tall, flowy, elegant looking woman. Except her, where a dress would be that flows down behind her is, oddly enough, more fungled growth that floats down in front of her chest. You see her hair is almost kind of quaffed over into a very large kind of almost like draping mane also made out of a purple fungus that joins back at the neck before swooping down. Very sharp, tight eyes with little black pupils stare through them. She backs away slowly. She glides into the space. You don't see her actually walk. She just kind of shifts forward. She moves very slowly, delicately, purposefully as she comes through. Stay there. Don't come closer. It's okay, child. What is it, Timic? Well, you see... I mean, you can see her face, right? I mean, well, all right. So Dale, unfortunately, I mean, you know, God bless his soul, you know, rest in peace. Well, I mean, his body <clears throat> got destroyed at the end of the day, I guess the best way to put it. And his, his soul kind of got stolen. I, it's hard to explain, but basically I was able to switch places with him before the the tiger guy, like the, you know, tiger king guy basically took her over and all that kind of thing. Anyway. She's what? Been... Oh yeah. Hey, I, I'm, I'm not gone. I'm still here. This, yeah, sorry. Um, I thought you knew. Um, but anyway. You're not Dale. You're, you're Timic. Well, I mean, I am now. I mean, the bird before wasn't, but it is now. I know it's very confusing and. um, I mean, I was just trying to have a little bit of fun. Um, this dwarf passed out in the middle of the woods a long time ago. He didn't really seem like he had a really big history with his family. He kind of just seemed like a drunkard idiot. So I just kind of like took him over. I mean, we were trying to stop like, the, I mean, we were trying to stop the loggers from completely deforesting the area. I mean, they need wood, but not that much. And then I got a little carried away, uh, obviously. Um, but then I found obviously um, like Shirley kind of came along and like kind of helped uh, at least nurse the body I was occupying back to health and it's a whole thing. But Tully here can help you. Well, at least help me help you. Like obviously you have these new abilities that like ever since I, you know, came back with you after the whole, you know, tiger thing. Uh, but 
Um, she can help me help you with the full face thing. Okay. Can you fix this? All of this. This is this is bad, and this needs to be better. Tali, can you handle it? Yes, Timic, I can handle it. And she takes a palm out. Uh, one second before you, before I want, I will ask for one thing. Leave a very small scar. Because I don't want to forget. Small, not very large. I love Morharan and everything, but I, I know what he's working with and I don't want that. <laughs> I understand. She reaches the palm out to you. You see, it. All, she only really has, like, three fingers. A thumb and, like, two fingers herself. She kind of, like, pauses. You feel this intense burning sensation. Almost like your face is being peeled off one more time. It's excruciating. You feel each individual piece of skin, fiber, reattach. She squints one more time. The pain stops. The pain stops. Remaining is a scar. From brow to origin of the first claw mark that went in. It's j relatively jagged, but mild. And you swear that there's almost a little bud of a fungal flower kind of that hides just underneath the hairline. Visible if you choose to let, let it. But it's there. Flower? Sure, I'll leave it there. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, it would seem that my, well, one of my children has um, grown quite fond of your group. I will leave him here to protect you. Hopefully a little bit better this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry about the, you know, the whole, the face, the peel, the thing. And yeah. hmm. Should you need me? I pet him. <laughs> Should you need me? Dale can call me again. Oh, Timmy can call me again. 
try not to make it a regular thing. You're... Unpopular! Your very presence in this plane is... mildly disturbing, but if one of my children trusts you, then I will trust you. Understandable. Thank you. Don't mess the normal function of death. It has a nasty habit of unbalancing things. So don't sell my soul again is what you're saying. Correct. I know you... Again, your very presence is very troubling. However, Timic appears to have positive affirmations that you will do more good than harm being here. Don't violate that trust. I won't. Thank you. Good. She steps back, raises her arms, and you see almost like growing out of the ground a rather large capped mushroom comes up and envelops her form before sprouting and transitioning into a rather large oak tree. I turned into the Tamek. So you was, you was this this whole time? Well, no, I wasn't this as he like kind of like flaps his wings and tries to do this whole little thing. Even though he's kind of a ghost, so it kind of still works. Um, he's not really a ghost. He's just a kind of like Think of the spirits and soul kind of thing. That's basically mm -hmm. what he is at this point. Um, he he kind of just like is like this. I was occupying the body of the the dwarf. Um, it was fun for a while, to be honest. But um, you know, I I kind of like. I mean, when I traded my soul, I mean, I kind of. I mean, Dale's was Dale was already dead, so I, by like giving him the body of Dale, I was able to kind of flip flop back between the bird. It's a whole thing, but either way, otherwise, I'm here. I'm not gone. I'm the same guy I was before, albeit, um, I mean, not as, you know, anywhere near as handsome or killer with the ladies, but you know, it is what it is. You only got with Petra because we wingmaned you. <laughs> Wingman. All right, they are Timic. Do you want me to continue calling you Dale, or do you want to be called Timic again? I, I mean, whatever's Timmy. more com Timmy, whatever's more comfortable for you. Um, in all honesty. So, part of the whole deal with controlling him. Our kind of oh, thanks. 
our kind of personalities crossed a little bit. I'm not always that much of an asshole. I am an asshole sometimes, but not that much of an asshole. I was gonna ask if if you that if those comments was still coming my way because Timic was an asshole. I mean, yeah. I mean, I kind of am, but either way, I mean, I wasn't joking. Part of the reason why a lot of this was happening is because you were here. Um, the deals with the tiger, I like calling the tiger king, but Shikas <laughs> kind of brought a lot of this instability uh, between the planes, but it almost seems like no matter what, it probably would have happened anyway. <clears throat> but so what you're saying, it was mostly my fault. I mean, Okay. It wasn't not your fault, but it was part of it. Either way, the important thing is Shekos has to go down. We'll deal with that whole vampire guy later, and then it does. It's complicated, obviously. When things change planes, the veil between them grows a little bit weaker, which... I mean... Octavian normally can't transport people back, and he can now, so there is that whole thing. Um, but we should probably get back to the others. <clears throat> yeah. I guess so. You okay? Uh, if you mean more traumatized than I was uh, before, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Great. Mm, she'll walk back. Okay. Kicks up the tree, but she goes back. Um, as you walk back, you see Twyla kind of continuing to finish up her kind of... Um survey of the area around this stump um, and then Demikos and Morhoron kind of emerge from um, the stump as well. What would you guys like to Find anything interesting? I think we found your entrance to the Underdark. Do you just assume I'm from the Underdark, Demacos? I was talking to Moron. We were in there for a while while you were out slashing trees. Oh, it looks like your face is back. That's weird. A really weird experience while I was slashing trees. We have Timic! He's back! He's a He's a bird, and it's a whole story. And she gets upset, but um, yeah. Twyla looks like isn't that the hell? And she looks at you, and I do just in character. I'm so sorry. She will ignore you. All right. So you were talking about. An entrance to the Underdark? 
the Mekos? Yeah, it's behind this tapestry on the back wall. Do you see the big entrance? Yeah, true. I don't have experience with the Underdark. I don't either. Do you want to have experience with the Underdark? (laughs) That's where we need to go. I told you I'm here to help you. Need to prove myself. Maybe you guys can go to the Underdark. I need a break. I don't want to deal with all of that down there right now. Well, I think we all kind of need a break. Um, Seems to me like, I mean, I'm glad your face is back uh, there, Juliet, but... uh, um, I mean, that was scarier than kissing your aunt on the lips that would happen back there. I, uh, think we need to all take a breather. Well, I agree, big guy. I was wondering if we could tell the mushroom people that they could go back if they wanted through here. So I wanted to see if it was like a good place for them. But I guess we could check after resting, of course, coming back. And then checking and then going back to the mushroom people. I think they probably have a pretty strong grasp of the environment. Once Bubby left, this whole place changed almost instantly. They could probably feel that her power is no longer around us. Uh, all right. So Twyla just gives a few steps back and wait to you decide what you want to go or what you want to do i'm gonna give her that wand i found this you want to uh i don't know how to use this thing so what's this do you know what this is looks like a stick i thought it had magic so i like (sighs) tried to use it nothing happened could just be a stick oh if you have some time i can try to see if i know or can see what this is I guess you could yeah. check if there's something else of interest while I check this. And I was wondering if I could use a ritual. Mm-hmm. You can now. I can now to identify what this is. Of course. Um, you spend the next uh, 10 minutes sitting with uh, this gnarled looking piece of wood um he's not wrong it's definitely a wand um it's a very gnarled kind of almost imagine um kind of like the elder wand but like instead of like the little nodules that you it's not the elder one um instead of the (laughs) nodules that you see it's almost like a little rippling of like kind of like fungal growth that kind of like sprouts off of it um and comes into a very fine tip at the very end um it is um let me pull it up here It is specifically a um, a focus um, of sorts. Um, specifically, um, it is a, like I basically I'll call it the uh, the fungal focus, but um, for your purposes. But it's the Zorian Wench focus, and basically, what it does is that um, you sense a very strong sense of like extra planar kind of like magic within this. Um, when you cast a spell that deals psychic damage, when you use this um, particular wand, 
um, you'll actually gain a plus one bonus to the damage roll of the to one of the damage rolls of the spell. So it's kind of like a little minor kind of buff to um, any psychic damaging spells that you use. This is amazing, Demacus. Thank you very much. It's it's a, it's a one that will make psychic spells stronger. So I think it may be of some good use for me. Thank you. Oh, excellent. Um, Twilight is now equipped in your inventory. So you Thank understand. you. Morhoron um, kind of like um, seeing you also drag out that cleaver and amongst other things. Um, while you guys are in there, he kind of will use his little detect magic um, ping. Um, he lets you know that both the cleaver and the jar that you have are both emanating some sort of magical energy. So, give them here. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since I've done this, but I guess the practice is good. <laughs> Perfect. Um, um, so starting off with the cleaver, um, again, very long blade on this very large looking meaty cleaver with a very stubby yet like firm handle. Um, it even has the little hole that you would see on like a meat cleaver that a butcher would have in a butcher shop. Um, this weapon is called the butcher's cleaver. Um, it is a great axe that is perpetually covered in dried blood. And you actually can see some of the blood that's kind of like um, it's, some of it's dry, but some of it's like still wet, almost as if it always is bleeding. But um, you get a plus one to attack and damage rolls with this weapon. Um, once per turn, when you roll damage for a melee attack with this weapon, you can also re-roll the weapon's damage die. Um, when you do so, you have to use that, that damage roll. Um, also, the crit threshold on this weapon is a 19. So any 19 or 20 is a crit, as opposed to a normal 20 roll. Mori. This is gold for you. So I sort of explain what what it does. Um, uh, I typically um, I appreciate it, but this isn't much better than what I already use from my mall. I think uh, the new guy might need something. It's a little bit more his style anyway. Oh, uh, so what do you think, Demarcus? It's too heavy for me. Well, I need someone to carry it. Later, you may this. <laughs> Later, you may decide who takes it. But, but okay. So I can carry it, but I can't wield it. That's okay then. I'll take it and strap it to my back. Ah, uh, and I look back into a small book, worn book, to continue and check the last item. Um, one second, please. I'll give you five. Ten. Okay. Um, the last thing, the mysterious ooze. Um, it doesn't have much of a name. Um, inside this kind of jar is an opalescent um, goo that even as you kind of sit there and stare at it, it actually moves a little bit on its own. 
this is an attunable item. You do gather that in order to utilize this item's property, you would have to drink it. Um. So do I know what it does? Or you do. It, 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 uh, it would. It's a very strange um, entity. So it is itself a living organism. It is in. It is in many ways a news. It is a news. Um, while relatively harmless in its current state, upon attuned, uh, it would allow you. It would give you resistance to poison and acid damage. And it would be give you immunity to the poison condition. Um, while also attuned to this ooze, you could also speak command word and your body would assume the amorphous qualities of an ooze where you would be able to kind of seep through tight spaces. Um, basically liquefy yourself animorph style. Okay. Adam, just a little bit. Um, you also oh. would gain an acidic breath attack. In a 30-foot line. Hey. It, it, it cannot be removed from you while you're attuned to it, though. And you cannot voluntarily end your attunement to it, though, because it is part of your body once you attune to it. Um, if you're targeted by a spell that ends curses, your attunement to it ends would end, and it would seep out of you. So, I don't know. You guys... I see this thing and it looks it's moving, so it's kind of nasty. But from what I gather, you got to drink it and it will give you resistance to poison. You will be able to liquefy yourself to fit tight spaces, but once you drink this, it will be for you. For a long time, so it's not something that you can part of when you and, want. And, and, and to clarify, um, you gather that if someone were to die while attuned to this item, they would be consumed by this and this parasitic entity. Also, if you die, he will eat you. So there will be no body left. I don't know. It is a... Uh, Take a hard pass on that. <laughs> kind of symbiosis, but it looks like, eh. So I'll just be very certain that it's close. And I'll keep it. Well, unless any of you wants it, or if you want it, Demokos. I'll, I'll sleep on it. I'll think about it. Okay, so um, I guess... That seems like a Ju pretty uh, big decision. Since Juliet is ignoring me, I'll not ask her then. I'll just keep it. <laughs> and I'll start. Okay. I'll put it in your inventory. You are not. You don't have to attune to it or anything like that. Please, um, no. <laughs> let me just make sure that it doesn't... Unequip. Oh, wait. Yeah, there we go. <gasps> <laughs> Unequip. <clears throat> so anything else? You know, I'm in the mood and I feel the magic flowing. There was nothing else in the 
in the house? That house? Um, to clarify for you, um, um, uh, Demikos, the item in question that I, that, uh, oops, I clicked the button. Um, that item that we were talking about in reference to you is, um, I said, it's, I said, great axe. It's supposed to be a, um, a battle axe. I can take that then. Yeah. I was wondering, I'm like, no, it's yours. It's supposed to be a battle axe. I, <laughs> somebody might've made an item for somebody and didn't put the right word in. That's all. <laughs> I was like, why okay. doesn't he want, he's like, he, um, all right, cool. I almost cooked this thing and gave it to that witch. That would have been bad, right? If you gave this item to the, yeah, that could have been bad. So then we're going back, I gather. Yeah, we should probably get out. Remember those guys I was with? They should be searching for us because they dropped those stones. Ah, yeah. We should probably uh, maybe circle around that area. Perhaps we should go flying. Can you fly for a long time? I can fly for forever. You have to sleep. Come on. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> that was like, oh, unless you got some secret, you know, because everyone has secrets. So, uh, okay. So I got the broom. So maybe instead of walking and finding your not so friends, maybe we could fly back. How's Juliet gonna fly? Oh, in the broom. I guess. How's Morharon gonna fly? No, yeah, I he think, can't fly. No, I think Juliet is less heavy than Morharon. So I think you were carrying someone, you know? You got to carry someone. I can't carry Morharon. That's why. Me and the big guy will just stay to the ground. You guys can just stay here, I guess, if you want, and then come back and well, find you. Well, I thought that maybe... Well, okay. Okay. Whatever you want. I can open a portal, I guess, for two people. But... Maybe I can take you back to where we rested last night and we flying can catch up let's just walk we shouldn't split up you don't know what's lurking out here true okay then i'm gonna glide in my broom but but slowly with you guys let's go back to civilization which one? <laughs> you know, I've been that, around Dreadfire recent. That festival sounds like a good time. Where was that? <clears throat> or was that at? <clears throat> I don't remember. It was the gnome city. Oh, you you suddenly have like this like like an aneurysm in your brain that goes, oh yeah, it's Thistlebrush. Thistle <laughs> uh, brush, that's where it was at. <laughs> All right, let's head there then. 
all right absolutely um there has been a little there's a little bit of lull we're gonna keep pushing through but the secret code word tonight for the dice giveaway is timic uh enter timic into the chat not dale uh for your chance to win uh that uh dice and uh, we'll draw the winner at the end of the game um so heading back um the way you came to thistlebrush um, leaving a wide berth from where your battle with the uh, with the dragonborn or the the half dragon um, kin uh, amongst the um, crocodiles and everything else, you are able to um, make your way back to Thistlebrush. Uh, I do not need you all to roll for anything because with your um, I guess shooing away of the um, evil demon that kept her reign on this area. It is now just a mundane swamp for the purposes of this. There are still crocodiles and other kind of wildlife and plant life that are dangerous, but seeing as you have Demacos with you, you are able to avoid many of those things because he is experienced with this region and you are able to make it back to Thistlebrush. The... Sorry, go ahead. I've seen the festival still going on. Oh, heck yeah, it is. Um, in fact, you actually start to hear some happier music kind of going through the air. Um, you're able to kind of relax a little bit as you kind of come in. Um, you see the people are in much better spirits than they were before. Um, in fact, the party is absolutely just raging everywhere. There's people passed out in the street. There's um, a number of different kinds of games and different activities going on in this small gnome town. Uh, it is a buzz with excitement. You actually do see fireworks going off at um, different um, in increments during the your approach. Um, different colors, purples, reds, blues, all kind of sparkle out and kind of shoot down almost like shooting stars in the sky as you make your approach as it gets closer to the evening time uh, on your approach to this town. Um, I would like to do a thing. You would like to do a thing. Um, the first bar, I don't care what it is. Okay. I'm going at it. All right. Sure. Um, so the first bar you, um, you knew, you do know of a couple different bars here. You know of the Slumbering Sea where you stayed before. That is not the first bar. You actually find yourself, um, going into the Goat Herd Tavern. Um, inside there are a number of different individuals just... In different states of drunkenness, um, you see a um, man up at the bar, a small dwarf um, individual, ironically, even though this is more of a gnome town. He's actually the bartender here, large rippling forearms, lar large beard, um, kind of just taking orders. You see a number of different, kind of a mixed bag. You see mostly gnomes and halflings in this bar, but you do see a couple of other different characters. You see some elves. You do see some... It, there's, it's a nice mixture of different people. You gather based on the kind of grouping of individuals here now, it brings people from all walks of life in different areas. There's a festival that happens here almost on the week, every week. Um, and Twyla, you would actually know that, um, being that you are kind of in, you're, you're relatively familiar with much of the kind of public, I want to say public scene, but like the more, um, city centers that are um, dotted around this area north of the forest, uh, north of the Emerald Wood. But um, this specifically, um, there is um, 
a number of different kind of games going on. There is there is not a group of people trying to smoke lettuce. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Um, there are, um, however, there are some people um, participating in a number of different types of games. You actually do see a small group of people playing cards um, that um, are just kind of like dealing random cards to each other, but it does look like there is an individual who's kind of managing it all and is gathering up um, entries for some sort of like tournament that he's about that is about to start here. Um, there's also a group of individuals that are also starting. Um, you can see like a tree being set up for what appears to be a um, they are calling it the beer buckets tournament. Um, it's beer pong. Um, but um, basically, they're, yeah, they're setting up um, a um, setting up tables with um, very large mugs of ale, but they have like a rather large, almost like um, 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 they basically have like what amounts to a pool ball sized um, ball that they're trying to dunk into wooden um, mugs of ale about this big um, in front of them. Um, there is also, um, for your reference, um, just exterior to this tavern, for everyone's knowledge, a group of individuals that are all kind of surrounding what appears to be a ring of sorts. All of that you just said, completely ignore it. Go cool. straight to the bar. <laughs> Absolutely. That's how you do I, it. I want to see everything. <laughs> okay. Um, tavern person, bartender, I, whatever you want to be, I don't care. Give me a bottle of whatever is your strongest. I don't care the strongest thing you have. Two bottles, actually, please. And thank you. Sweet smile. Oh, yes, you see, you want some of the strongest stuff we got over here, eh? Strongest, I, I don't care. I need it. All right, little lady, come yeah. right up. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, and he kind of, uh, he stops for a second, um, looks, grabs a a bottle of a rather dark looking, um, almost like deep fiery red kind of liquid. Um, he goes and uncorks it and um, goes to pour out a, he takes out like some small glasses and puts them out in front of you, just a couple and like starts filling it up. Um, and just fills up just like these little tiny, what amounts to a shot glass worth of the stuff. Mm. And he's just like, no, bigger, please. Are you, are you crazy? This is enough to take like out an elephant. Oh, I, oh. more. Okay. And you hear Timmy kind of on your shoulder, like, this is usually where you get into trouble. Are you sure you want to do that? Timmy, I, mm. Can we also get like a little saucer of milk, please? I um from my bird. The bird loves milk. Strange, but okay. Um, if thank it's you. chunky, it's fine. Um, odd request, but okay. Um, and he goes and he reaches down underneath and grabs a you know um like a glass clear glass um bottle. Um, that has like a little bit of a cork in it. He undoes it and like puts out a little tiny saucer worth of milk. Um, Timmy jumps down and like starts to drink, but you can kind of, it's almost like Casper 
where like he drinks it, but it doesn't really actually like stay in him and just kind of like spills out on the table. Um, and just kind of like goes through what you would assume would be some sort of digestive tract, but it just comes right out at the end. You can still taste it. It's fine. Right. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, lady, this, uh, this, um, fire water is plenty by itself. And <laughs> no more. I, I don't want to remember do you, do nothing you, tomorrow. You got the coin for this. Yes. Well, put it down. How much do you want? You didn't oh, say a price. Is, well, this is two. Co- this is two gold here, just by itself. And she will put down ten. Uh, ah. Uh. Just keep it coming. Here you go. Until and he just I'm, he he literally you. just hands you the bottle and walks away. Thank you. <laughs> Going to in the corner. I'm gonna try to drink. Uh, hopefully that whole thing. Okay, cool. All right, have fun spectating the rest of the night. Uh, Twyla, what yep. are you doing? The rest of, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm not sure if Demekos is still with me. And... Yeah, I saw her drinking that stuff and uh, walked back out with you. <laughs> uh, I guess you know we should be nice. And have come pick her up later, I guess. Yeah, so, I'm sure if she does something uh, like passes out, they'll find her around. I think it'll be fine, you know. Yeah. Uh, we we kind of saved the town, and speaking of that, maybe we can. Oh, you didn't know, but we were hunting a troll for the townspeople, so maybe we can go and check that out. Uh, get the money and bring it back, maybe. Juliet will win. Will want to drink some more, and I wanna see the shops and all these people because it looks so fun. Do you play anything? Are you good at any games like that? I haven't had much time for games in a long time. Oh, yeah, Working. right. Yeah, you said like you are some kind of slave or something, right? Um, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, as as you walk through the town, I know I'm new here, but I, I think that troll had. Bounty was from a different city. I don't know. Maybe. As you walk through the town, you hear, Step right up and feast your eyes on the fastest ferret you've ever seen. Great price going for it right now. This thing is going to win the upcoming ferret race. I guarantee you that. Let's check that out. That sounds Let's check exciting. that out. If it's running, I'm bad at it, but maybe the broom can help. Let's see. Let's see. Um, you run over and you see this rather big commotion about this individual. Um, he's got like a bushy kind of uh, mustache that kind of curls up, almost like a tradesman, a uh, uh, trader mustache that you would see in like classic uh, fable games. Um, big top hat, nice looking um, red velvet kind of um, clo- uh, coat and cloak. And you're just like, that's right, for only the pittance price of 10 gold pieces, you can own Dolly, the fastest ferret on this side of the continent, and guaranteed to win the upcoming race this evening. And you see him pointing to a very elegant, majestic-looking snow-white ferret um, with nice, dark, black, beady eyes, very great-looking coat, very nice-looking, 
um, dolled up very well with a nice little bow on the top of her head. You're charging no. 10 gold to hold this ferret? No, I'm charging 10 gold for you to buy it. But to buy it? Oh, like yes. Yes, like an investment. There is a race wanna... tonight. You can buy her now for the low, low price of 10 gold pieces. I want to kneel down and look and at her. Enter the... into the race. And see if she's friendly or something like. Is there a possible relationship going here? Like. Relationship? Um... Like, like pet kind of relationship. Like, hey, yeah, let's just buy it and get it as a pet. Like, hey, hey. Okay. Okay. Um. She just kind of like is, is like sitting there with her like little paws like and just kind of like sitting there kind of like um, resting again. Nice little cute little bow. She's definitely been bathed recently, which ferrets hate, but she's been bathed recently um, and is just kind of like she looks fairly strong. I mean, she's got a nice looking coat. She it's hard to really tell um, unless um, you have any experience in dealing with small rodents, but she specifically um, yeah, she seems good. Um, she does take an interest in you a little bit, but like doesn't like you know doesn't advance too too much. So what's this race about? What time will it be held? Do we have to pay to be there? Who trained her? I'm asking like a lot of things of the guy to see. Oh, um, how true. Oh, oh dear. Well, I mean, completely understandable. Um, the race is actually in the next few hours. Actually. Uh, Typically, people enter their ferrets, or you can just bet on ferrets that are in the race. It doesn't really matter. There are different odds, of course, depending on um, where they rank. Now, Dolly here ranks. She is very underranked, if I must say so myself. She is the best. However, um, they have a currently ranked three in the field of what, um, or according to what is here, but they're completely off base. Like, this is my prized ferret. However, um,. I do unfortunately need to pay my way back um, to, um, well, Timberwood, but I unfortunately can't. I kind of uh, um, bought my, got my way here, and um, Dolly's done well, but uh, unfortunately not well enough for me to make my way home. However, great ferret. If you, I mean, look at her. She's amazing. Insight. Insight check. Please. Can I? Can I? Uh-oh, something went wrong. Yeah, I got it. Roll a dice. <laughs> I'm going to roll in my, okay, in my app. This is the best time for this server to go down when I'm not running combat. That's an 18. That's an 18. He seems like he is convinced that she is the best ferret you have ever seen. So... And at a price of 10 gold, sounds like a steal. So what do you think, Demekos? Do you think this will make a good pet for our group? I don't... Maybe. I don't know. I like it for myself, but if I go back in my memories before Mr. Spickington died... So, I don't know. I don't know. I think that pharaoh will make a better scarf than a pet. You can buy oh. and put it in a race and then just leave it in the city. I'll it buy loses. it. Because she looks pretty. She does I look just, pretty. I just hope that I'll have enough money to survive until the next anything that happens. 
Are you gonna put in the race? We should. Why not? We can try. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ask this guy to see his uh his ranking list, the ferrets. Oh well um of course. Um this is where they currently handicap them and he kind of like almost takes out like a newspaper. Um and it's got odds um of like the different rankings of the uh uh on like the rankings to win. You see a list of um of five ferrets um that are famous in this area as far as like what's gonna be running in the next race. One of them is named Sluggo. Um, he is at a 50 to 1 odds to win, meaning that he's a mighty big payout if he wins, but he's not ranked very high. <laughs> um, Riff Raff at 25 to, to 1. Dolly at 10 to 1. Pickles, 5 to 1. And then Comet, two to one. So, hey, um, maybe, I don't know. I can't buy it and try to win and you can pay for another one, you know? Who knows? I'll just buy it. It's your money. <laughs> I know. So I'm just going to tell the guy, like, you know, I'm buying it and I'm not even going to try to go cheaper because I've had a business before. So I'll give it mm -hmm. to you. Oh, excellent. Thank you so much. You are doing me a great um, this. I, I assure you, she she is quite honestly the best. You will enjoy her. She will do a very great job for you. And if she doesn't. Well, she's also a very majestic-looking pet, isn't she? Yeah, Chase, I hope you enjoy your way back home safely, whatever you need to go. So... <clears throat> well, we should go enter her in the race. Yeah, uh, we will appreciate helping that, you know? Yeah, so um, the race isn't for a couple hours, um, so you can do anything that you'd like to do as far as um, either prepping for the race or endeavoring in any of the other um, games and things that are here in the town. Um, the um, commotion that is around the ring appears to be some sort of bare knuckle boxing type ring. Um, can and, I um, that? Absolutely. Or is it just halfling? I'll just elbow you a little bit like, hey, mm -hmm. hey. That looks like it requires some EV power. Um, so you go and approach. Um, you see a number of individuals just kind of like taking bets and side bets with this um, rather large-looking uh, half-orc individual. Um, you hear a couple other people kind of like, um, kind of like um, hawkers kind of go, place your bets with Hank on the next upcoming match. We have Friedra and... Thistledorf. Friedra and Thistledorf. They are the ones fighting next. And then, um, well, we don't have anybody else on the docket, but make sure you place your bets there over at Hank. He'll take you step right up to Hank. Otherwise, um, we are currently taking um, challenges for our copper, silver, gold, and champion. Um, if anybody would like to step up, although it does not appear that anyone here is up to snuff for this particular, um, these particular fights. 
Um, but you see, as it continues going, you see a big commotion around Hank, um, this big half-orc individual with very large muscles. He's not wearing a shirt, ironically enough, but he's got these like big tattoos, um, grizzled chest hair, um, kind of like a bandana covering his hair tied into the back with big tusks. Um, very imposing looking individual. Uh, you also do see um, a number of other, just just a bunch of people just kind of like taking side bets and stuff like that amongst themselves. Seems kind of chaotic a little bit. Like Hank appears to be the one that's like taking the bigger bets, uh, but there's a number of different little side bets going on as well. Um, and it appears that there are also some like patrons of some of these different fighters also kind of like helping them out. Cornermen, for example. Um, but there are, um, as you kind of ask around, there are four different um, fights that you can take a part of. Um, there is. Ask for the rules. Maybe I can bless you. <laughs> you ask about the rules, um, generally speaking. Um, no magic of any kind. Um, no magical. Well, no magical items of any kind on your person. So, like, you can't use a weapon. Um, can I lend him my cloak? My fist of magic. It's, it's, it's bare knuckle boxing and guys have no shirts on. I mean, it's kind of... <laughs> your fists are magic that's fine um there is no piss testing jimbo sorry um but basically um it is bare knuckle boxing at its best there are four um different divisions or four basically steps um you can choose to fight in there's the copper division um or the copper champion which is a um to give you some context if you know, Foundry not working actually is kind of causing a problem because this was actually set up for this. Um, I'm back in. I just yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, I'm just. I'm gonna have to open up. Each, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to open up each individual one. That's okay. Um. So one of them is Sinmop Ubadobin. He is a gnome. Um. You have Bronlean Hammerstone. He is in the. He is the silver champion. Uh, he is a dwarf. You have Leon, who is a... I had it here a second ago. Where'd it go? There we go. Leon is a turtle. And then the last one, you have Bellfire Bigheart, who is the champion here currently. He actually is also a halfling. Believe it or not. Um, but basically, you have those different people to kind of pick from. Thank you, Deadly Bagel, for the follow. Um, but those are basically the people you have to kind of pick from. Um, each individual comes with their own different stakes um, as far as, like, rewards and buy-ins. Buy um, so to buy into the copper division, it's literally 10 copper. Um, and basically, it kind of elevates from there um, until you get to the champion, excuse me, champion division. You have to throw down 50 gold pieces. To win. To win. Um, so, Copper Division, the winning prize is... <laughs> Ferric Division. To win the um, the purse for winning um, the Copper Match is 50 gold pieces. Um, the Silver Division is 200 gold pieces and um, Brass Knuckles, which would enable certain buffs that you aren't aware of yet. Um, gold Division would give 500 gold pieces and Bracers of Defense. Um, and then for the champion, you would get 1,000 gold pieces, 
um, these special hand wraps of lightning um, that have their own mechanic as well. Um, that um, basically, you'd have to find out what they are, but they're very well sought after. <laughs> you need to do this. You need to do this. And I'm going to carry your stuff so you can go and I'm going to ask you for 20 gold pieces because it's going to be 10 for the animal I paid for for Dolly. Another 10 so I have some gain, okay? So go. Well, I, I have, but I got, I got reasons and I got plans. So I don't want to be so <laughs> mean to you. I'm just going to ask you for 20. But go and win the champion, please. I want that. How much, gold. how much was the buy-in for the champion? Champion buy-in was 50 gold. All right. Oh. You also have to win. Keep uh, that in mind. Obviously. <laughs> do, <laughs> Just buy in have, and get it. Do you have gold, Demikos? I do have gold. Ah, okay, that's good. Well, you just go into the one that you really want, because, you know, champion sounds like bloody <laughs> and bruised. So, <clears throat> I, I don't know. But it's just a halfling. I know, that's what I thought, but, but they're paying so much, there must be a trick to it. Maybe he's using magic, like, in secret or something, I'm not sure. Uh, do you think I should use magic in secret? That's really bad, right? Yeah, that's no. really bad. No, no, I won't do that. Right, Jolly, I shouldn't do that. Oh, no. No. Hmm. Which one? Gold or champion? I'll do whichever one you want me to do. Well, the champion do have like a weapon, I think, or something that would be very nice. But those what? braces of defense are pretty good too. Hey, who's, how do you know which one is harder to win? Well, one's gold and one's champion. I know, but but who are the, the opponents from gold and champion? Can we measure them up, like? Look at them, look at their muscles, um, yeah, sure. get a feel. Uh, sure, <laughs> sure, you can do that. Um, just give me one second. And uh, can you participate in the two? You know, I can sort of heal you. I mean, you can kind of, if you want to fight in one Twilight, you're more than welcome to as well. Um, what? No, <laughs> I'm just gonna heal Demacos after the first one and send him on the next one. Sure. I'm like, um, okay. No, it's fine. Um, oh yeah, by the way, you guys are all, like, healed, so, like, if you guys wanted to put your long rests and stuff in there, you can. Um, yeah, you guys are all have the benefit of a long rest. Um, so, um, if you're able to get in, I'm, I, you have to kind of go into, um, you know how it says blue color dm dash alithia dash or whatever the, uh, the link is? Instead of having it say slash no, just delete the no and hit enter and it should let you log back in. I was able to get back in. Um, I'm in, in the, okay, perfect. In the screen. Uh, so. Yep. Yeah. Um, so first one. Um, so if you want to look at, so you have, sounds like you're looking at gold or um, champion. champion. So um, we'll start with gold. So Leon the turtle, go ahead and give me just a, you both can actually both roll an insight check. Can well, let's see then. Yeah, roll okay. dice. It's fine if you need to. That's no, okay. All right, eleven. 
Um, Demicus, with that 11, you gather that this guy is probably pretty strong. Um, seems to move fairly well. Um, and like is pretty like solid on his feet. Um, and you kind of look at all of them, um, Twyla, and you recognize that all of these guys, like they're all practiced in some sort of martial art, whether it be, um, something similar to what Demikos is or, um, more specifically like martial type, um, uh, martial type martial arts. Um, you know what I mean? More physical martial arts versus magical martial arts. They all seem to have a pretty good handle on the, um, balances of, uh, key and things of that nature. While Leon does appear to be pretty depth and nimble, he doesn't seem very hardy. He definitely seems like a much older turtle um, than um, much older turtle in, in his years compared to the other four that are here. Um, he is the gold level. Um, Bellfire, on the other hand, he is a feisty little bugger. Um, he's kind of got like he does have like one of his eyes is almost like kind of like permanently swollen. Like he has like some sort of like kind of like um, squinted deformity. Um, but he is like his muscles have muscles. Um, his forearms are bigger than <laughs> are are bigger than your legs, um, which makes no sense. Um, he is very stout, very like he's thick, like he's wicked strong. But he moves very deftly, and he looks like he has seen a lot of fights and won most of them, if not all of them. Goodness. And looks so. very strong um, based on all those <sighs> roles. Twyla, you gain a little bit of the insight on Leon because of your higher role, um, and you are able to share that with your um, with your friend. Um on the flip side, while Leon is very hardy, his shell does look very hard as well. So if you are able to hurt him, it might hurt a ton, but you have to get past that shell. So they might look strong. Gold looks older. But you know, I haven't seen anything that it says that you can't fly. So if you're in a bad, you know, moment, fly and, I don't know, catapult. Against them, maybe? I don't know. Now, they say no magic. Does that include my radiant bolts? No, you can use your Super Saiyan powers. You would, you, you, would, you would be allowed to use your Super Saiyan powers. You want to fight the champion? champion? Why not? Why not? You only live once, right? You know, you well, shouldn't say that in this party. I was like, well... Maybe things have gone really bad. <laughs> but I understand the sentiment. So. All right, excellent. Um, all right, so if that is the case, um, let me... Oh, I need to fix this, too. This is a time when I would like to have like leadership like hey you can't do it you are doing this for the team i'm gonna be sharing you on come on you can beat that guy he's just happening before we start does that the leon guy look familiar 
I saw in Timmy's bag the uh, Ninja Turtles books that he has. The Leon guy kind of looks familiar. You know he does. Sure, go ahead and roll a... Roll a history check, both of you. Sure. 14. Um, what'd you roll, Twyla? Not 17, sorry. I rolled in the... Uh, 17. Yep. Okay. Um, let me just make sure that you guys are all rested according to this. Thank you very much. You know, by any chance, did I have time to cook something that I can give Demikos or something? Yeah, because? Abso- absolutely you can. Yay! I'm gonna bring some snacks for Demikos. I'm so happy about that. Okay. Why don't you tell everybody what those snacks do? <laughs> I'm looking for that because I wanna stay perfectly well. So. I already think I know what you pick. <laughs> um. So I can prepare a meal, and I can serve it to a few people. Uh, each person who eats it regains two additional hit dice and the meal gives you an advantage on constitution saving throws against diseases. So, I'm not sure it's gonna be very helpful right now because it's Tastes just... good, that's all that matters. Yeah. I'll confirm again that this is what I think it is. Mmm, <laughs> fishers. That Leon guy, though. That Leon guy. Familiar. He does look familiar. He does look to be one of these very Ninja Turtles that you see in your book. What? What? Uh, really? Ninjas. I'm scared now. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we can talk to him after the fight. We should. All right, I'm ready to fight. All right. Sorry, I'm just thinking really fast. I'm just like, all right, yeah, 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 okay. All right, so for this, let's fight. Exactly. So for this, I will bring you all over to um, oh. the fighting pits. Um, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, it also says, creature uh, can use a bonus action to eat one of those three and gain temporary hit points equal to your proficiency bonus. Absolutely. So you do have an extra um, four temporary hit points. So you have 96 hit points right now, Demikos, if you want to figure that out on your sheet for yourself. Actually, yeah, that's actually a pretty good angle for the stream. So make sure that's good. And then, um, yeah, 
let's get this started. Let's change the music. Is um, that the turtle? Yes, that is the turtle over there. Um, all right. So, seeing as it's just going to be the two of you in this battle, I will put you guys on the combat order. Go ahead and give me a roll, Demikos. Okay. Bellfire Bigheart is going to go first with his roll of a 14. Um, first thing he's going to do is he is going to, with his bonus action, you see him kind of like look at you and just um, kind of gives you a little smirk and claps his arms together and you see these like arms of astral energy just project out of his hands and his arms are almost double the size of what they normally are and they can reach even further um, so he summons his arms of the astral self which ignore that <laughs> um and then for his action, um, actually, yeah, no, you do need to do something. So make a dexterity saving throw for me, please. Uh, Demikos. 17 is enough. So you do not take any of the damage from him just summoning the arms out. His next thing, pop, it's going for strikes. Um, so an arm strike coming at you. Um, that's gonna be a 23 to hit. It's dealing nine points of bludgeoning damage as he just comes in pop, pop, and then yeah, I'm gonna say pop, pop. I just have to. Um, this is what it is. Um, that did use a key point, by the way, for summoning his arms of the astral self. Just so you're aware. Mm -hmm. um, and then he is going to. Um, because he has multi attack somewhere on here, I believe. That's how monks work. There it is. Extra attack. Um, he is going to attack again. With his arm strike. Uh, it's going to be 22 to hit, and that is going to mm -hmm. also deal another eight points of bludgeoning damage. Um, don't forget to add. I'll put it on your character sheet, actually, right now. I'm going to give you four extra hit points because it doesn't look like you have them on there. I put them on a temp thing, and they went away when you. Oh, when I attack. Mm -hmm. Oh, OK. So it did. So it did function correctly. OK, mm -hmm. perfect. All right. Uh, that is going to end his turn. Oh, I didn't hit begin. That would have been smart to do. Now it's your turn, Demikos. Okay, I will. Um, teeny tiny bird have redeemed me plus one, so I'm gonna add that. No. Why no? Um, first I will rage wherever I can find it. Yep. Um, I can add the rage condition onto you. Okay. So that and is your I... bonus action? Yeah, that's my bonus action, and then I will punch him. Absolutely. Go for it. Five. 
13. Uh, a 13 just barely misses as you come in, and he just, while very stout, he's still kind of shifting. He just <clears throat> is able to kind of shift out of the way. Um, and he just kind of like stands there, like bopping back and forth with his large arms. Yeah, I'll uh, punch him again. All right, go for I'll it. Try to. There we go. There's a natural 20. That's very nice. Nice. 13 points of bludgeoning damage as those two, uh, that strike comes in. Use Crusher to push him back five feet. Awesome. You use Crusher and you push him back five feet. And were there any rules against flying? There were no rules against flying. I'm going to just fly 15 feet into the air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you uh, you fly 50 feet in the air. Um, hmm. This is going to be interesting. Uh, <laughs> ending your turn. Mm -hmm. This could turn into a very interesting battle. Um, I mean, he's going to do something to try to take you down, so. Nope, that's not what I was gonna do. You're waiting here like a. I know, this is like, this is like. What's oh, going I'm to gonna... happen? Oh no. I'm like, this I'm is not a even toughie. fighting. I'm not even fighting, and I'm here still like, oh, that gold. Throw oh, that gold. I assume I've passed out, so I know nothing. Oh yeah, you, you're, you're gone. Um. Okay. I don't think he really has anything to combat this, which is kind of tough. Um, even the arms of his astral self can't reach that far away. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, so he is going to, um, he's going to spend another key point, um, to, um, summon um and a visage of himself for the next 10 minutes with his um with his uh, more of his actual self so now he can actually um he has some more abilities but they don't really do a whole lot but he can see normally and and he, he can he it's he's setting himself up for some other stuff um but then he is going to um ready in action to be able to attack when something gets in range. Brings us Demikos. I will cast Radiant Sunbolt on him. <laughs> uh, 20 does hit. Um, For 6 bludgeoning damage. Alright, and then I will I'll fly back down to him. I know he's going to attack me. Yep, he is going to come in and pop. Um, he actually pops you when you're five, when you're actually ten feet away. Um, that is going to be a twenty-four to hit. Yep. Um, it's going to deal four points of damage, but it's also going to. Um. 
that's it actually that's all it's gonna do uh, so it does the four extra points of damage and he's just like stay down here and fight <laughs> all right and then I will uh I'll, I'll punch him okay Another Ooh, natural 20, jeez. Double ones. <laughs> um, but nine points of damage. Yep, and then I will uh, flurry of blows. Flurry of blows. Wow. <laughs> uh, natural one. Uh, the second flurry of blows. That balances itself out. Uh, 17 does hit. Um, eight points of damage. Okay. I think that's it. Okay. Um, brings us back to him. Uh, he is going to... Can do it, Demacos! I'm um... watching! I'm trying to understand this exactly. All right. Um, so he is going to. Um, this is a tricky one. Um, he is going to um, use another key point to on his bonus action to do another thing with his astral self. He'll summon the body of his astral self. Um, giving himself empowered arms. So you see he just kind of, he, um, his arms just get bigger, like even bigger than they were before. And he just like, and spreads them out even more. They do a little bit more damage now. Um, just so you know. Um, and he is going to um, go ahead and try to hit you. Um, so first attack coming in is going to be a 24 to hit, which does hit. Mm -hmm. um, that's going to do four points of damage, but then it's going to also attack on another D8 of force damage. For one more force damage, so I got to enter that in your sheet manually. And then he's going to attack one more time. With a 22 to hit, which also hits. It's rolling terrible on his damage rolls. Um, that's going to be another four points of bludgeoning damage. Plus another roll. Looks like we got a Demikos plus one. Um, for another seven points of damage. Um, and then let me turn the Demikos plus one on. Which is actually still marked incorrectly on here because it says this is the Timic plus one. Um, and then I use my plus one on my roll, which didn't really do me a whole lot of good because I still hit you anyway. Um, but then that is going to, I believe, end his turn. Um, bring us back to you, buddy. I will... punch him. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works in the fight in the fighting. Either ring. It's either a twenty or a one. I know you don't. You only roll. You only roll ones and twenties. Um. Yeah, I guess I'll just have to punch him again. 
20 hits. Go ahead and roll damage. 10 points of damage. Yep, and then I'll uh, throw a floor of your blows on it again. Awesome. 17 hits. 10 points of damage. He's looking hurt. He's looking. Um, he's starting to look like he's taking some wear. 16, uh, hit. 16 hits as well. Yep. For another 10 points of damage. Yeah, you're you're slowly starting to take this guy down. And that last one, I'll uh, use Crusher on to knock him back five feet. Okay. And I will. Uh. <laughs> now back up to the middle here. Okay. All right. Uh, ending your go. Yep. All right. Uh, brings us back to him. He is going to move that close and just start attacking you with his big fist. So he just starts punching you from 10 feet away with his big, long, giant astral arms. Um, first unarmed strike coming at you. Is going to be a 16, which misses you. Yep. Um, for his second attack. Coming in again. Uh, that's going to be a 21 to hit. Um, doing four points of damage. Um, throwing an extra D8 of force damage onto that does two more force damage. Um, he is going to spend a key point to use um, Stunning Strike. Uh, so I need a Constitution saving throw from you, please. Natural oh one. <laughs> um, so you are stunned. Which Great. I... Um, so for the folks at home, uh, you are incapacitated, um, meaning you can't move. Uh, you automatically fail strength and dexterity saving throws and rolls against you have advantage. Um, he is then going to use a key point for um, Flurry of Blows. Um, so first one coming at you. Um, it's going to be a 25 to hit, which does hit for nine points of damage, um, plus an extra D8 of force damage. Dealing four points of force damage. And then he's going to come in and attack with another unarmed strike with that flurry of blows. Um, even with advantage, he still only rolled a 14 on his second strike. Um, but with that, he is then going to move in. And then brings us to your turn. Um, but you are stunned until his turn. Uh, fails that, 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 stun, incapacitated. Can't take actions or yeah. So you're can't do anything until it comes back to his turn. Um, 
So it's his turn again. You are no longer stunned. Um, but he's going to attack you. Because <laughs> that's what he does. <laughs> Uh, 13 misses. Um, another one coming in. It's Foundry's being really slow, so I apologize. Um, another 16 misses. He's just like, Argh! um, he can't hit a thing on the, he can't hit you. He just can't do it for whatever reason. Um, so he is going to once again use another key point for Flurry of Blows. Oh, what the heck if happened the there? If the hit to use Flurry of Blows? Huh? If the hit to use Flurry of Blows? Actually, that's a good question. Features. For some reason, it's not on my feature list, Flurry of Blows, so. Oh, it <laughs> should be. That's, that's really weird. I was having trouble finding that too a second ago. Mm. Oh wait, I think it's under inventory for some reason. When you take the ac attack action, you can spend a key point to make two more unarmed strikes as a bonus action. Okay. So he is going to use that key point to use another arm strike. Misses again with an 18 to hit. Your AC is 19. Yeah, that misses. Yep. Um, and he is, yeah, really frustrated, but he's going to keep attacking. Um, <clears throat> one more time. Two hops this time. Unarmed strike. Come on. There's the dice. No, all of them miss. He just comes in and completely misses all of them. <laughs> like, he, he, like, you're just like kind of like, like kind of playing rope a dope with him right now. Um... Mm -hmm. And then that's going to his turn because he's got nothing else he can do. It's back to you. Um, since I didn't get to attack him last turn, rage wore off, so I have to use that again. Okay. All right. So it comes off, comes back on. Yep. Are you are and you then, um, re upping rage again, or are you or is it off? Right yeah, now? I'm redoing rage. Okay. So I'll you, leave it alone. Uh, I thought once you you have to get hit. Oh yeah, you then... got hit though. You got hit though. Oh, it stays so you, up if you hit get yeah, hit. Yeah. If you take damage, okay. yeah. It only goes if you don't take any damage at all. Uh, okay. All right, so I will punch him. Okay. And I will use a stunning strike on that hit. Or is that a separate hit? Uh, Sorry, no, you can, you... my, uh, no it's okay. Um, you can stunning strike on any attack that hits. So yeah, that okay, would yeah, be so a... Okay, so I'll stunning count. strike on that. Okay. Um, so that's a constitution saving throw? Mm-hmm. Um, you do 11 points of damage. Your punch is pack of punch. Um, that is a 13. Um, what is your DC? I believe it's 13. Okay, so that succeeds. That um, it would it be... I'm trying to pull you up. Foundry's going really slow right now. Um... I think it would be in your spell book, even though it doesn't make any sense. Uh, spell save DC is 14, actually. Oh, oh wait. 
Yeah, no, that's right. Cause it's um, it's based off your wisdom. So yeah, that that yeah, he fails. He is stunned. He is stunned. Yeah. All right. So I will. So all these attacks now have advantage. You can actually, actually, yeah. You, um, so hit Alt and press your button. Like hold Alt on your keyboard and then click your attacks, and it'll automatically roll two dice. Now it opens up the uh, this description. Even when you click like the uh, the picture of the item in your inventory. That's okay. Either way, just roll two dice. Just roll the two dice. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um. Yeah, one of those hits. So it doesn't matter. So go ahead and roll damage. Eleven. Jesus. And I'll throw a flurry of blows onto that. Yes, you will. So that's the first one. Um, so. they they both hit, or that hits. So, <laughs> how do you want to do this? Just like an uppercut for the first hit, and then like a hook, and he just falls over to the side, drooling. Yeah, absolutely. You uppercut, bring over with a cross, and you like feel the bone in his like jaw just. Crack as a couple of teeth fly out and kind of almost like go, 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 go. Um, he falls down in a heap on the ground, unconscious. Um, everyone just in the crowd is like, um, everybody freaks out, and um, there's a bunch of people that are like whispering around, like, who the heck is this new guy? And, like, they all kind of like freak out. Um, but yeah, no, that was a very successful um win on the uh on that fight. Um, so. Um, let me change the music again. Um, Stop. Hank um, comes up to you after, and I was just like, It's been a while since I've seen someone fight as well as that. Um, Bowfire did not uh, stand a chance. Here you go, kid. And he um, hands you your 1,000 gold pieces. Um, and your hand wraps of lightning, um, nice. provided Tawila, um, teaches you, um, what they are. We'll just say that she does for the time being. Um, they have four charges, regaining one charge at each dawn. They have resistance to lightning damage. Unarmed strikes deal an extra 1d4 lightning damage. As an action, you can expend two charges to leash, unleash a torrent of arc lightning, making a ranged weapon attack. Um, with your action, which would still it would count as like a martial arts attack still, um, but it would deal 4d6 lightning damage um, at range. Um, range would be 30 feet. Um, the target takes a con save, and if they fail, they're paralyzed for a round. They also function as braces of defense, huh. and they are you have to be attuned to them. Awesome. Yeah. Anyway, Juliet. Um, so you are currently still in the uh, the goat herd tavern. Um, passed out in the corner. And that's it. So Twyla, um, 
You have a fairy race to attend to. <laughs> okay, Can before I say, that. Like, my, my bottle, I'm just holding it real close. <laughs> yeah. You get some looks. Um, there is a... Um, there, you see a... Um, again, there's mostly gnomes and uh, halflings here, but you do see a couple dwarves just kind of like looking you up and down, just like, she okay? Um, but other than that... It's impressive. Like, it's impressive. <laughs> um... Give me a constitution saving throw. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, sure. I know you said we're not taking a break, but I really need to the bathroom. So I'll be right yeah, back. Yeah, go ahead and go to the bathroom. That's okay. 17. Okay. Um, you, um, you don't pass out yet. Um, but Twyla, <laughs> um, uh, you have a ferret to race. So after the fight, Twyla is going to be with Mori and the Magus is like, oh, you were awesome. This is so great. Those those items are so great. Oh, goodness. We need to come back and you need to try it again to win some more, some more gold. And she's really happy. And okay. then she's grabbing Dolly and she's like, so you're going to race now. Okay, I need you to run really fast. Uh, but even if you don't win, I'll, I'll still take care of you, so don't worry. But I would like it very much if you win. So she's going to be walking just like okay. that. Okay. Um, you made an oil handling check. Because why not? Goodness. We'll see how this plays. That, that sounds like... Let's see. <laughs> it's a bold strategy, Jimbok. Uh, nine. Um... You feel like you've pep-topped her pretty good. You would have gotten a buff if it actually passed, but it didn't. Um, but, um, so the fan races are about to start. Um, you can, um, for the sake of brevity, we will say that you guys, um, um, we will say that you all, wow, I'm brain farting. Um, we will say that you, um, what do you, who do you want to place your bets on? I guess is the best way to put it. I'm gonna put the bet on Dolly because I'm loyal like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> how much do you want to bet on Dolly? Her odds, um, to remind you, are, are 10, ten to one. one. Yeah. So I'm gonna bet 10 gold pieces. Okay. <laughs> so 10 gold pieces with the opportunity of winning 100. Okay. Demikos, do you want to bet anything on uh, these ferrets? Uh, yeah. I'll to bet. remind you, to remind you, the uh, the, the spread here. We got Sluggo at fifty-one. I, I wrote it down. You good? Okay. I wrote uh, it down too. I'll, I'll bet twenty-five gold on Sluggo. Twenty-five gold on Sluggo. Um, that would yield you. If you won, that would yield you. Somebody wants to do actual math here. 25 uh, times. That would yield you 1,250 gold pieces, sir, if you win. Um, so you place your bets. Um, Juliet, do you want to bet anything that Morhoran can make in your stead? Um, I will bet 10 on 
Dolly. Ten on Dolly? Okay. I need those plus one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of do if uh, anybody would give them to you. Um, okay, so the way this is going to work um, is I'm going to roll some dice. Um, basically, the first ferret to 20 wins. Um, and each one of these ferrets, based on their odds to win, has a, a specific dice assigned to them. Um, there, um, after each round, um, I will allow you to make a animal handling check on the one that you would like to win to see if you can buff it for a plus two. Okay. So first round of the runs is just going to be straight up the way it is. Um, they also have to make initiative rolls, which is really funny, just to determine how this works. Um, so if uh, Twyla and um, Demikos, if you would all, if you would both make um, initiative rolls, uh, your initiative bonus for Dolly is a flat zero. So just roll a d20. Um, Demikos, your initiative bonus for Sluggo is a minus two. <laughs> Okay. So I. So. <laughs> Sluggo has an initiative roll of a 15. <laughs> um, so just roll a d20. Um, hey, there's a plus one for Twyla. Um. I won't count. I won't count on the initiative roll unless you wanted to count on the. Holy crap! <laughs> I'll roll again. I'll roll again. <laughs> there were some issues. <laughs> There, there. Uh, plus one. Okay, so Twyla with a 17. All right. So Dolly's got a 17. <laughs> everybody wants Sluggo to win, just so everybody understands this. Um, That's okay. I want Sluggo to win, if not Dolly. <laughs> Riff Raff rolls an 18. Um, Pickles rolls a six and a Comet rolls a 21. So Comet goes first. Okay. So one Riff Raff is two. Dolly is three. Sluggo is four. Pickles is five. All right. So for the first round, um, there is no, um, there is no um, impact on the first uh, running, except for the plus one from the chat for Dolly. So um, Comet is going to go first. Um, Comet rolled an eight. Followed by Riff Raff, who rolls a one. Dolly rolls an eight. <laughs> plus one, so that's actually a nine. Um, following up with Sluggo. Sluggo rolls a one. And Pickles rolls a one. So, it's a two-horse race right now, or two-ferret race right now. Um, Dolly and Comet neck and neck with Dolly just edging out Comet a little bit. Um, what would you like to do to inspire your 
um, to inspire your ferret. Hmm. You can do it, Dolly. You are the best. You are the prettiest, and you are my pet. You can do it. Come on. I'll <laughs> give you a lot of food. Okay. Oh, a lot of food. Uh, go ahead and give me an animal handling check with advantage. Oh, food. Okay. And then what do you do, Demacos, to, in to encourage um, Sluggo? Uh, I'll hold some food down the track. I don't know what kind of food ferrets eat, but whatever it is, that <laughs> I'm holding it over the track. All right. Um, we'll also say animal handling check with advantage because you're using food. Natural 20. Okay. So Sluggo's going to get a buff of a plus four on this one. Dolly, you were successful on your roll, but you're only going to get a plus two. Okay. That's okay. Okay. Um, but everyone's still cheering, all that kind of stuff. Comet's gonna go roll. Comet rolled a seven, so Comet's already got fifteen. Um, following it up with Riff Raff. Riff Raff rolled a three, so he's at four. Um, Dolly rolled a five plus two for seven. Bringing us to a 16. Still neck and neck. Um, Sluggo? Rolled another, rolled another one. So that's going to be... Sluggo's rolling a d4, buddy. Um, so that's oh. two plus four is, uh, <laughs> brings us to a six. And then Pickles rolled a one. So that's going to bring us to a two. Pickles is not playing, not going out as well as they thought that we was. Um, okay. Um... Sure. Um, seeing that okay, it is a two ferret race here, basically, it literally is a two ferret race here um, between Dolly and Comet. Um, I'm going to put the other two aside. Um, there is no comeback from behind victory for Sluggo. Um, give me an initiative roll for Dolly with a zero um, for her bonus. But more her and also, also, um, bet on her. So I don't know, maybe I got a 16. Okay. Um, Comet rolled a 16 as well, but he has a bonus of two. Um, so that is an 18. So Comet, <clears throat> Comet's going to go first. What about Com the plus? The, what about the plus ones? Can I use some of the plus one, or did I, I use them already? <laughs> um, they were used to give you to a sixteen on your, um, on your, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. I'm gonna roll slow go or comet first. He needs a five or higher. Rolled a three. Um, so that brings him to an eighteen. If you roll a four or higher, Dolly wins. Do I need to roll or are you going no, to roll? No, I rolled it for you. Dolly rolled a four. Um, so Dolly just edges out Common at the finish line. Uh, and everybody freaks out. Um... You do see that the uh, the traveling uh, the guy with like the traveler's mustache just kind of like 
he like looks like disgusted. He's like, ah. Um, he probably used the money you gave him to bet on uh, Comet. Um, but um, you guys, um, both uh, Twyla and Juliet, both just made a hundred gold pieces off your bet. Um, sorry, Sluggo. Everybody wanted. It. Everybody was pulling for you. Um, Yay, Dolly! I'm so proud of you. <clears throat> Dolly is a champion ferret. I, am. I don't want to be chewed that no one tries to pick her up or something. Like, here, here, come here, come here. I got the food. <laughs> I'd like to adopt Sluggo. <laughs> The, the chat can absolutely adopt Sluggo. Um, if it was, if I have a picture of him, but he's, uh, it's, it's not a, um, I would get demonetized if I show the picture. So sorry, everybody, but it's, it's just a really, it's a really, it's a really fat ferret. Um, it's, it's really cute actually. Just look up fat ferret on Google images. You'll find him. Um, 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 with that said, um, ferret race is over, um, boxing over. Um, drinking leads to passing out. Um, is there anything else you would like to do before you go down um, in bed for a long rest? Juliet, you're already long resting, so in the corner of the bar, passed out on your own drool. Sorry. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> fail my con save. It was still up. No, I know. That just lets you. That that allowed you to make sure that you could tell more Haran that you wanted to bet. Um, we okay. do need a sluggo remote emote. Um, yeah, uh, Jen, you're on that. You're on that this week. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, but, um, um, yeah, anything you'd like to do before you go to sleep? Um, this is the town that you all were trying to help with the, uh, with the troll, um, issue. So, um, just to give you that, give you that. I know you are able to redeem that in, t in uh, Nelgrim, but you do have, um, these are the people that you were trying to save as well. So, not sure because I am still very hype about the games. If there are more, I would like to join. Uh, but I want to buy a few things. And okay, uh, I'm not sure if we are going to be here a few days. Also, if not, I just go sleep and go drink in victory and celebration, and then do that tomorrow. Absolutely. And I just have something I would do in the morning when I get up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and then yeah, Demikos, anything for you? I mean it's late, right? It's nighttime. Yeah, it's nighttime. Yeah, I'll probably just go back to my room and uh put on my hand wraps and do some shadow boxing. Yeah, absolutely. Um you are <laughs> able to attune to those items. It does do what I described. Um in addition to having that battle axe. Um we are actually going to end tonight's session on that note. I don't want to go any further uh -huh. than that without having uh more her on here. Um but you guys got to enjoy a nice little um, little session with uh, um, hopefully um, some positive energy going through. I know. Sorry, we got to we got to stop at some point. Um, so the winner of the dice giveaway is. Oi and why O.I.E.H.N.Y. I will be reaching out to you via um, the Twitch um, the Twitch DMs to um, get you your free dice. And um, I want to thank you all for stopping by and joining us here for our night of um, fun and festivities with the Beer Fest after dealing with the whole, you know, losing people's faces incident. 
Um, but we will see you all next week. And until next time, happy gaming. And um, I'll find you guys someone to go hang out with and raid after this. So have a good night. Good night.